You are listening to Bridget Masinga on SAFM. It is Jet Set Breakfast, and we're going to get into a conversation about how to care for our plants at home. So if you do have plants, I know a lot of people, uh, you know, are plant moms and dads. People have green fingers, especially throughout COVID. A lot of us, after we were done making fat cooks and banana bread um, and all the rest of it and having impromptu talk shows on Instagram Live, we then decided to go outside um, and start planting things and shopping for plants and getting the house to be more green and more alive. And I don't know if you've managed to keep it going. If you're one of those that started during lockdown, is everything that you bought still alive? We went plant shopping with a friend of mine and everything that he bought is dead. Um, so- Oh, and it was quite a lot that he bought that morning. Joining me now is Dr. Knox uh, Makunga, who is a plant scientist at Stellenbosch University, holds a PhD in plant uh, molecular biology and co-founder of the Black Botanist Week. Uh, Prof, good morning to you. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? I'm well, thank you, and compliments of the season. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. I'm doing great this morning. Um, You know, I joke, and it's not because I knew we were having this conversation yesterday, (laughs) but I just got home after last night's show, and I started Googling about my coriander, because like most South Africans during lockdown, you know, I went on a little bit of a frenzy. I went plant shopping. I decided, Uh let me try my hands at this indoor-outdoor gardening situation. And uh, I'm happy to say some things have sprouted and are doing great. My spinach is doing great. My coriander, not so much, but I think that's just a seasonal thing now. Um, And my rubber leaf plants indoors are doing fantastic. Are South Africans naturally green-fingered people? Is is this our thing? I think we inherently are green-fingered. We might feel that these practices have become lost. Mm. But, um, you know, the pandemic obviously brought this on because there was a lot of emotional tension Mm. and we spent some time, you know, locked down and literally inside our homes and not able to be in green spaces. And so we brought nature into our homes. or We we felt like we needed to to connect better with nature and Mm. what better way than to garden or to set up, you know, a plant wall at home or to start growing something and nurturing something. Mm. But we uh, we inherently are wired that way. And I think South Africa has a long tradition of utilizing plants, but even growing plants. I, I'm from the Eastern Cape and mm. I come from what I refer to as the middle of nowhere because mm. my <laughs> my father grew up in a little village um, outside of Whittle Sea, mm. and every year there was always a buzz around December time because people would have been growing maize, they would be harvesting mm. and and living off the land. And some of those practices now are not necessarily part of our modernized culture. Yeah. So I think we are definitely wired that way. And yes, South Africans are green-fingered, and you can just see how many new accounts have come up on Instagram mm. that are assisting with helping people to grow plants. And, you know, we have um, many interactions with plants, actually, because our flora is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. It's unique, and it's wonderful. 
Absolutely. I love what you're saying about living off the land because that's that's the other thing that's got a lot of us inspired, right? And a lot of us trying to figure it out, whether you're growing your little spinach patches and herb patches, uh, you know, inside the house. But there is a way for you to be able to, to just grow more of the stuff that you consume, even if it's a little herb garden on the windowsill, if you live in an apartment. Absolutely. And you don't have to be in, in, in a you know, in a sophisticated structure, in, in rural environments, even if your home is actually, you know, in an informal settlement, you can still set up, um, you know, your own home garden. Mm. And, you know, I've seen people do this with, you know, rubber tires, in, in, in tin cans, in, you know, plastic bottles that they've recycled for another purpose and basically repurposed it um, to be containers for plants. Mm. So it definitely is possible. And I think growing plants is for everybody. Hi, uh, Prof Knox. I'm not sure, hey, because what I've realized about growing plants is you really, you guys make it, the guys that are in the building, like in the business rather of, of plants and, and botany and all these beautiful things, you guys make it sound so easy. You know, you you got to be one with the greenery. You got to be one with the garden. But it's really a lot of work and a lot of homework because, Plants are so very different. I mean, even the edibles are so very different. And oftentimes, yo, before you can get to that zenning moment, you need to put in the work, literally put in the work. It's, it's not as easy as it might always seem. I don't think it's, it's totally difficult. And, mm. and one also has to find the plants that speak to them. Mm. that they find easy to be able to take care of because there are tricks and you know tricks to actually doing this yeah sometimes we actually overwater plants for example or we yeah. place them in the wrong place in our home and they don't get enough light and mm. we don't give them nutrition you know they they have needs True. but at the same time plants can be quite hardy and they are able to understand the environment and are quite resilient within their space yeah um you know, you say that it's really difficult and we find it easy. I went away, um, you know, for uh, for the holidays and I left my plants that I, I have in my bedroom and I thought, okay, I've given them enough water yeah. and I know this peace lily loves a lot of water. And I had to um, ask a friend to make sure that they, they water it while I was away. And yeah. it's looking really miserable at the moment, but... On the other hand, I know how to make it recover. Yes. So um, trust me when I say plant scientists, botanists, gardeners even also kill plants. <laughs> so it's not something that is, um, you know, to people that are novices at this. Yeah. It, it happens to the, to the best of us, I would say. Yeah. I, I... So don't feel bad <laughs> no I'm, I'm feeling i'm not feeling too bad okay i feel bad for the fact that i killed my my lemon tree that was otherwise thriving um over the last couple of years and then for some reason last year i neglected it and now it's the only dead thing in my garden but i am very happy that you know i i got a rubber leaf and and i love it and it's thriving and from time to time like you said you, you were pointing out that you've got to be knowledgeable about what your plants require so i do a little bit of periodic googling just to see and i i had to move its position at some point because i realized it was badly positioned um and you know and keep a scale 
schedule in terms of watering it and all the rest. I also know saw that a lot of people don't really do that kind of research about what would work best in their space. There was this boom for like ficuses last. I don't even know if it's ficai or ficuses. What's the plural? Mm-hmm. Um, there was this boom for ficus last year. And I went onto Pinterest and I realized that ficus really is not suited to be completely indoors because it grows into a full-blown tree and it would rather be somewhere where it's got space to do that but it was the plant of the year last year (laughs) yes of course you know you have uh, trends and plant uh, can be plants can be very trendy and you do have you know plants of the year Mm. but then there's also lots of advice on how to take care of these and there are also varieties that are actually bred to be able to be inside. Mm. So I'm um, doing a little bit of research and I think interacting with a nursery and um, just to find out what's actually best for your particular environment mm. um, is helpful so that you can actually enjoy um, you know, the plants that you purchase or you might be swapping with friends for a much longer time. Mm-hmm. And in terms of indigenous uh, plants, uh, Prof Knox, what would you suggest? Is it easier for us to go the indigenous way? I love indigenous plants. Mm-hmm. I work with indigenous plants, particularly South African indigenous medicinal plants. Mm-hmm. And that's I've made my life's work. And so I'm a huge proponent for planting indigenous. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons being is that they are uniquely adapted to our particular conditions here in South Africa. Mm. And so if you are a little bit distracted and you have moments that you are not able to pay a ton of attention to them, Mm. um, they'll be able to to assist themselves. Mm -hmm. And they are water-wise, and I think there are some particular species that are quite magnificent in, in gardens mm. and that have found, you know, homes in gardens all over the world. Mm. And so I think it really is part of our duty as South Africans to appreciate this floral gift and heritage that um, has been provided for us here mm. because, you know, other people's, people in other parts of the world um, do love our plants and to the extent that sometimes this actually leads to a, a crisis in terms of plant poaching, for mm. example. Oh, wow. Um, so I think it's important um, to plant indigenous and water-wise plants. Mm. And you can have a really stunning indigenous uh, garden that gives you you know, flowers throughout the whole entire year mm. because some of our plants are adapted to flower in winter and some of them adapted to flower during spring and summer mm. so it is possible to to go indigenous and of course uh, medicinal indigenous plants will do very well in south african gardens mm. and mm. then they're available for you to be able to use as well um, for health purposes Awesome. Uh, Dr. Dr. Knox, Prof. Knox, we've just run out of uh, time. But before I let you go, let me just ask you quickly a quick resource that, you know, as you spoke about indigenous plants that flower throughout the year, you've sparked my interest now. Um, a quick resource that we can maybe go to like a, an app or website that could give us just a rundown on some of the plants that we could consider for our gardens. 
Well, I love the website that's been set up by Fan B, and it's called Plants Africa. Okay. And it gives tips and tools on how to grow plants as well. And this is all on South African um, flora, so mm. Plants Africa with a Z. Okay. Um, and that's on the Fan B website, F-A-N-B-I. Okay. And then I also love the app uh, Candide, mm-hmm. which was set up by um, Bobbin and Storin. And often during, um, you know, the promotions for Garden Week and Garden Day, you'll see, um, you know, Candide being advertised quite a lot. And again, there's lots of gardening tips, lots of information there about awesome. Um, about South African plants, and um, and I think even IDing South African plants, you know, something that you might see, you can mm. also just use that um, for IDing. Thank and you. last but not least, iNaturalist, I think, is fantastic as well for those that go out into the field and try and identify plants that they don't know. Thank you so much, Prof Knox, for the time. We'll definitely put up uh, the those uh, sites on our social media. It's 8 o'clock. It is time for the news.